Hey, hey, welcome to Creative Block. We're your host, Gene. And V, we interview people in creative industries about their life, work, and hobbies while we doodle jam. We ask people on Twitter if they had specific topics they want us to discuss, as well as some drawing prompts. And today with us, we have Shen Comics. Hey! Hi. Hello, hello. Hi, Shen. Welcome to our show. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for making it. So exciting. Thank you for the welcomes. I'm I'm glad to have made it. Uh, yes. Almost didn't make it. Yeah. But I made it after <laughs> through, all. Through sickness and through rescheduling, yeah. we made it happen. You are here yeah. in the virtual uh, creative block offices. Um, yes. <laughs> wouldn't it be great if we had <laughs> if we had actual offices? Nobody would ever come on the show. That's the that's yes. the problem. No one would actually want to go to our offices. Um, Shen. For those who might not know, tell us who you are and what you do. Um, I am uh, a comic artist uh, and overall like internet guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and I, well, I'm, I make comics pretty much. I've made a lot of different ones through the years. My longest running was called Altered, which became Shen Comics. And my second longest running was called Blue Chair which is indistinguishable from Altered or Shen Comics. <laughs> um, and then I've, I started one that uh, a friend of mine or two friends of mine even are now continuing that's called Live With Yourself. Um, and lately I'm primarily just drawing uh, frightening doors that I can think of. Um, that, so that's, that's been my career really, so far. <laughs> it's a strange, strange turn. That is so cool. I have noticed over, because I've been following you for so long now, I feel like uh, probably 10 years, because uh, it was from the Tumblr days. And it was, it's been so cool to see your art progression and like how your style is still very recognizable. Like I know when a comic of yours comes out, I know it's you. Yeah. And, but it's really cool to see it's gone from like, always funny and sometimes a little emotional and dramatic to now full horror so i would love to know kind of what um happened like in that artistic journey but i also want to reel it back to kind of how did you get started in making comics like what was what was the very first comic you ever drew what did that look like the very first comic i drew Oh, gosh, that must have been a while ago. Because um, I, I used to draw, I think many, many of us that have like gotten into art um, are kind of lifelong drawers to some degree, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to draw like comics about my friends in middle school, obviously. And I would draw them in a notebook and they would be very excited for new releases because the comics would be about them. Um oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, eventually I got into uh, Gary's Mod, um, oh, yeah. the video game. Yeah. Um, and I joined this um, uh, very edgy sounding but surprisingly wholesome community called Darkland Servers. <laughs> um, and uh, I started drawing comics about, uh, you know, the people uh, that were part of that community, like the regulars and what they sort of did in the servers. Um that's uh what i did for a while um and then i moved on to this bigger forum uh called face punch studios 
which was by the guy that made Gary's mod, Gary Newman. Mm-hmm. Um, he also like made that forum. Um, and then I moved on to Tumblr from there. So it was a, a gradual sort of like getting into bigger and bigger websites and, uh, just sort of training along the way, I guess a little bit. Um, that's, that's the long and short of it, more or less. I've always kind of like, oh, I, I was very into Homestuck too. So <laughs> I was, I was also on the Homestuck forums for a brief stint and did some little like, um, uh, like I've been told, I've been told not to use the term choose your own adventure as that is copyrighted. I, I, I have, yeah, I yes, so. yeah, it is. Yeah. It's literally a company called that. Right. Um, and, uh, so I, I did some commenter-driven adventures. Uh, <laughs> as I just... Pick your own outcome. <laughs> pick, pick your own outcome. <laughs> Decide what will happen. Yeah. Um, I did. I did some of those uh, on the um, MS Paint Adventures forums. Now I'm doing one of those on the Patreon, uh, which you know the feeling has never gone away of like you know interacting with readers in that way and kind of like messing with them and stuff um that's been my uh my journey so far that's really interesting that you also were on the homestuck on the ms paint forums because uh worthy kids was also there i wonder if you i I wonder if you guys have like crossed path on uh, on these uh did you did you make when you were on the MS Paint forums, were you making more kind of like fan art type content or were you also doing like comics about like other users, kind of like what you were doing in the previous forums? No, no. This was already kind of like original stuff. Uh, oh, I think, cool. Yeah. I think the project, um, I did a few projects there. One of them was was quite cool and I have totally forgotten what it is. Um like utterly and completely uh i just remember i used a lot of pixel art in it and it it was dope um the other one though that i remember clear as day was called banana suit magi um and it was about a wizard that um is doing laundry but has his clothes stolen by like a rival wizard and then all he has left is a banana suit um that he puts on and then he goes on an adventure um so that that's what I was doing on there. Uh and then later on Face Punch, or I guess at the same time on Face Punch, um, I did Oh, I just remembered what I did. I just remembered as we were as we were talking about it. I um uh on Face Punch I did this choose your uh, sorry, commenter driven, um <laughs> interactive visual experience called you're a tiger in which you took control of a tiger and you did tiger things and then on uh the ms paint adventures forums i did like a separate storyline in that same universe and they intersected eventually right so eventually like the character is being controlled by the ms paint adventures uh like people were interacting with the ones being controlled by the face punch people. And at the time, like That's my crazy. My my kid so cool. My kid self thought that was such a banger. Like my yeah. kid self was like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that was my first uh like sort of like thing that I was really proud of that I did. That's amazing. No, that's really crazy cool. Like I I don't know. How old were you when you were making these? Oh, this was like late middle school. 
Um, so I don't. However old that is, <laughs> like maybe so like, maybe like, yeah, four, like fourteen, yeah, something, something like that. that. Yeah, that's so crazy. Did you know that you were gonna that you wanted to make comics at the time? Were you just kind of experimenting, or did you kind of like? uh think to yourself well when i'm when i'm a grown-up i'll be i'll be doing this for a job or... <laughs> um you know i uh i wanted to be a writer when i was younger uh but then i uh i kind of because i because i'm really into like like stephen king and stuff mm-hmm. and like horror mm-hmm. writing and stuff like that um so i i wanted to be a writer um but then I uh, was like, you can't, you can't just write things, right? <laughs> you can't just write things. Nobody's gonna want to read that. Nobody reads books. Um, and so I decided to also start drawing. And drawing was kind of like a, I guess, a utility for me um, in order to communicate ideas. Um, I think since then I've developed a real sort of like love for it on a different level than I had then. Um, but uh, it started as definitely like a utility. That is so interesting. That is so cool. So were you like writing all the, all all that time before you? When did you start drawing? Kind of would you say uh, like you started drawing kind of like later in life or like because we have a lot of artists coming on the show and often the story is like well I started drawing as a baby and I never stopped and it doesn't it sounds like it's a little a tiny bit different for you if you wanted to write more than you wanted to draw. Sort of. I didn't get really into drawing until high school. And then when I got into drawing in high school, what I got into was digital painting. Um, I was always a digital artist through and through, though. Uh, like, I I pretty much started in... Di- like, like, the first things that I really drew outside of, like, little, you know things on pieces of printer paper was I, I remember uh, attempting multiple times to draw Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man in mm-hmm. MS Paint. Um, it, it was never, it was never, never came out too well. Cause it, like the tentacle, it's challenging with the tentacles, you know, but like if you draw, if you draw enough of them, then it just kind of like looks okay in the end. You just have to draw enough tentacles. <laughs> Um, so so to, so to answer the question, like, um, I, I got serious about it in high school. Mm. Did you ever take classes or were you completely self-taught? I, that's something I've always wondered. Well, I didn't take classes in like college, uh, but I did take high school art. Um, I actually really like my, uh, uh, my high school art teacher, uh, who is also a comic artist, um, Although I, I don't know if I should should I name drop her or should I? I mean, it's up to you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she, she is also might not be bad. She is also a comic artist, so I feel like it's not too much of like a violation of right. privacy or anything. Yeah, uh, Kara Bean. Um, her her name is Kara Bean, and we called her Miss Bean, which is mm-hmm. and she drew herself as a bean, uh, which is very adorable. Yeah. Is so is she active uh, still? Um. She took actually a year off of teaching, uh, last I heard, to focus on the art stuff. Cool. That's very cool. That's so cool. Yeah. You said you went to college for, what did you go to college for? Oh, it was, it was like, uh, business and computer science and stuff. Oh, okay. 
Interesting. Have you learned anything in college that you're, I don't know, like using in your internet art in some shape or form? Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> no, not me. at all. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's uh, like I can code, which which is nice. It's nice to have um, because yeah. um, that means that I can like combine um, art and function in some instances. Sure. Um, and uh, one of the ways that I did this is uh, I do this like I'm part of this um, Discord Dungeons and Dragons thing with some of my friends. Have y'all ever played like D&D? Yeah. Yeah. You have? It's a lot of fun. <laughs> what kind of characters did you play? I'm just curious. Go, go ahead. Oh, I, I always play. I love playing like goblins or lizards, like characters that are just like chaotic like i don't i don't play evil characters because it kind of makes it harder on the dm or like you know so like the dm that i played with was with was like ah oh, like you guys like you can do anything you want just please don't do any evil characters just a lot of work and so um neutral chaotic is fun and uh yeah so that's and i like wizards because it's you know you're like i can move stuff i played a uh a stump named blumbo that was also a ninja i think and it was like a druid class it was a fucking mess but uh and i and i also am a bastard who likes to cause problems <laughs> in some every dm's worst nightmare because i was just like my alignment is shady and you never know what i'm gonna do and they're like cool this is gonna be great this is gonna be really fun for me v and i uh, did like a weird um minimalist dnd thing once with some friends from work where it was like we threw out all the rules and it was just kind of us sitting around at night drinking beers and coming up with stupid situations for our characters to get into. And it was actually a lot of fun. But anyway, it, does yeah. sound fun. it was just like, <laughs> we like, we didn't want to deal with the like stat crunching and it was more about like, yeah, it was like, it was almost like improv. Like, cause it, it was all artists. Yeah. It was all like storyboard artists basically. And so we were all just like, let's just come up with characters and like, and then V's yeah, V had a goblin that ended up like, skateboarding finding some uh teens and then like recruiting these teens into our party i don't know it was it was a fucking mess but it was fun <laughs> anyway yeah so what are we gonna say about dnd <laughs> oh um i now i want to talk more about dnd well, well, yeah actually... no please do yeah <laughs> i'm actually playing a goblin right now oh wow um, oh yes <laughs> and and it's a wizard goblin Furthermore. Oh my god, are uh, you kidding me? But it is Best friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh um, my god. No, it's a it's a it's a wizard goblin. Prior to this I played a barbarian. Um which is, you know, barbarian more complicated than you'd think. In terms of like like attacking and stuff. In terms of all the modifiers you get and stuff like that. Oh yeah. But going from a barbarian to a wizard is like it's not even the same it's night game. and day like, yeah oh, oh my god right um but uh for that campaign um i made a gotcha machine um that existed in the world uh at first it was like a um they had like gotcha like dispensers around because it primarily took place in like one huge sprawling building 
So they had like gotcha dispensers in the building. Eventually, the characters got kind of these like smartphone type things that just dispensed gotcha because we got tired of like trying to find that's one really of those good. at the end of every session. Yeah, that's right. Really but uh, it, uh, I basically drew a bunch of little figures um, on little stands, and they each had three different types of rarities, uh, and then I coded it so that uh people could just give me roles and it would spit out you know what those roles mean um so that was kind of like you know maybe the computer science degree was <laughs> wasn't for not yeah as funny as it yeah. is to say that like the computer science degree being for not but um yeah it's uh it's been good d d and d is so fun like uh, I don't know. It's a blast, but I, I agree with you that kind of like the numbers crunching is probably the least interesting part of it. It's just like really fun when you finally get to because I've DM'd a little bit as well, and DMing is oh, DMing is so hard. I like respect to all the DMs out there. Like you guys are doing the Lord's work, yeah. but um, like I I was having such a hard time getting everybody to have fun because I was just so I was playing through this uh pre-written adventure i i kind of got it from the i don't know i have the book somewhere but anyway there's and there's a moment i was just like man like this is a little stale and one of my uh players actually had written an amazing backstory to her character and i was like i'll just she has like a long lost brother i'll just have the brother come into the game because i'm just you know and so i managed to get that going and completely forgot about the book and went full improv and like created this whole set and it was so much fun because every because then i didn't have to look at the book and i could just and i knew the like rules enough that i could just be like oh roll for initiative or like do a perception check or whatever and then uh, and yeah it was so fun um but yeah that's one session in like in 10 <laughs> and then you're like so happy like i did this everyone had so much fun um you know, yeah, but getting to that level it's a lot of work <laughs> I, i've been wanting to try to dm a session at least like a one-off but people keep scaring me off of it i'm getting more Why? scared now v i i because it's it seems like it's so much work like my yeah. dm puts in so much work every week he draws a bunch of stuff oh yeah i'm pretty sure he learned to draw just for just the last for the campaign DM. that we did. <laughs> i yeah, mean no no kidding yeah i mean you're writing maybe not lore but you're definitely well maybe to some degree yeah like you're you're basically creating a little mini world and yeah you have to think of all these edge cases and like but i i um yeah, it's definitely like a hobby in itself. Like it, it feels like DMs usually like that is their thing. Like they they just love the craft of it, and so I I get why it would feel intimidating because I have zero interest in putting in that much work into something as lofty as that. I think that's what it is. What you said really is just like the prep work is daunting. But if you do the prep work, or if you're like someone that is quick to think on their feet, you know, it's it's not you can totally do it uh it's just like and i think like shan you've drawn a million comics you've done choose your own no wait content like commenter driven content um you've yeah. done that for your whole life you're basically a dm so i think for you it would probably come really easy 
I I feel like I would just like I I would think of it the way you think about like video games, and I would want to put invisible walls. Uh, you can everywhere. You can. Can you? Yeah, but I mean, do, do the players get mad though? I don't know. I the, I think it's just like yeah, a way of like trying to find fun ways to always kind of get them back in the adventure. You can always add like a random NPC and be like, "What yeah. are you guys doing in these waters? Aren't you supposed to go that way?" I think especially, and if they're like, "Yeah, I am yeah. the invisible wall wizard." <gasps> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but seriously, but seriously, like, there's no, there's nothing that says you can't treat it with with comedy, right? And like. And I think you're so good at like coming up with funny ways of handling like these mundane sort of things that it's like, why not? Why not, you know, why not make it funny for everyone and have there be an invisible wall character that's always just like blocking yeah. paths? Because <laughs> I feel like that would be, you can like have a whole arc with that NPC. It's like, God damn it. It's the invisible wall man again. I think there's something to yeah. it. I think, I think we're baking something here. We got. <laughs> that's really funny. How often do you play D and D, and you know, like, is it something that you do on a on a weekly basis? Because how much how much work goes into making all these comics? How you know, like, what's a week like for you? Like a typical week? I I pretty much don't rest. Um, it's not very healthy. Okay, uh, this is gonna be this is gonna become an intervention <laughs> uh, podcast. <laughs> like. Like, I do not look like an untired person. Right. None of us do. And I don't, I don't act like an untired... Like, if I go outside, I don't act like a person that's not feral because they're in their room all day just sort of working on comics. Which, to some degree, I, I don't know. Maybe I kind of glorify that lifestyle because I know mm. that's how some people do it. Like, I know mangakas like work really hard i know webtoon artists work really hard so i'm like you know if i'm not working like really really hard then i'm uh i'm falling behind right um yeah I but that. it's yeah but it's it's definitely not healthy and i think it's not even that efficient like i, I think that if i rest more i actually get more done you know what? I read a story. Okay, you guys, this is cheesy story time. But I read a story about, uh, it's like a fable. It's like two lumberjacks that have this like contest of like chopping down the most trees in like a day. And so they start chopping and chopping. And one of them is just like, I won't put my axe down. I'm just like, keep chopping until the end of the day. And the other one after an hour stops chopping for a bit and so um the, the first guy is like haha i'm like so much ahead uh because i never rest and then at the end of the day they count the wood that they chopped and the second guy actually chopped more and the first one's like how come this is impossible and uh you were resting uh every hour for 10 minutes and the second guy is like during these 10 minutes, I sharpened my axe. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Air horns. Man. But it's not such a bad story. I think about it a lot, you guys. Yeah. That, that sounds kind of threatening. Yeah. And then he kills the guy, right? And then, and then he wins. No. Yeah. That's the moral. Kill your enemies. Got it. Um. But, yeah, I mean, I know what you mean, though. I feel like... Uh, 
just like working all the time it feels like you know it's what you need to do to stay ahead and and um what does that mean for you if that's okay to ask like how many hours do you feel you put in a day to get all this work done oh it, it like varies it depends on how much i'm able to focus um and etc uh, etc et but it can be like it's probably at, at minimum like five like like at minimum but uh it can be like 14 well like sure. i've had like yeah. 14 hour uh days recently um uh but it, it depends um and when sometimes is... it's kind of my own fault well i was uh, gonna ask I... like what is the what happens to make it balloon like that where it's like 14 hour days because you're kind of I mean setting your own schedules right yeah <laughs> yeah that's a good question is it just is it just like time gets away from you and you're just like oh shit um i i don't know man <laughs> I, I mean it happens I right know. i get it i get it um, it's it's not a like, it's not a judgment i think the uh, yeah the last time i tried to do it i i think part of the problem is like um i can never get done all the work that i want to get done um and every time i try i end up sort of like overworking and then kind of burning myself out right um recently i sketched like three comics uh in a day which these weren't like four panel co one of them was a four panel but the other ones were like 12 panels uh each um so it like i was doing that because i wanted to be more efficient and do kind of like an assembly line thing all right um, where i would like sketch a bunch first then uh ink and color a bunch uh, then format a bunch, right? It's a little bit more efficient, you'd think, because you're kind of doing a lot of the same thing all at once. Um, mm -hmm. uh, I I think I gained some progress from that. I I don't know. I'm just well, you're <laughs> trying things, yeah. Yeah, I'm like I'm always behind, and also that took a really long time. Like I was working all day and then some. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It's it sucks. Uh, how how do y'all? work because it seems like you you've got a lot of like stuff in the uh how do i put it a lot of stuff in the oven i, I guess <laughs> too um like you, you're doing a lot of stuff so how do you handle all that uh, uh v you go first um i mean i feel like i relate to some a lot of things that you say like for me it's funny because my my initial dream as a child when I was 11 was to be a mangaka, obviously not very possible because I don't speak Japanese. Um, but um, th that's, you know, like the dream, right? right? Like where it's yeah. like, I want to be able to write and draw and tell this long form story where like where people are going to be really entertained. Um, so I kind of, you know, like have that work ethic kind of tied to it and storyboards are very close to comics in that sense uh the i think the main differences are like for me storyboards is like is what i do in the daytime uh so that would usually take but from like 9 a.m until like 6 p.m i try to be really good about my hours and not always good storyboard artists are known to always to also be <clears throat> driven by deadlines so you'll have board artists sometimes that don't do anything for a week or two and then crunch like crazy for two weeks because they have to catch up all the two weeks they didn't do anything so uh 
but I'm more of like, I, I, I'm more of a, like, I plan stuff. I try, I have these like schedules that I make for myself. So I try to be like, uh, I'd got to get X amount of stuff done for, you know, uh, but comics, I try to make in my free time and that's hard because I only have a couple hours after work. So, uh, I don't know when I was drawing Rodney, I was really excited, but it would take me at the beginning. It was 30 minutes. Cause I didn't really care about the art. I was like, I'll just have yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I just, people are really enjoying the nice art. I'm going to make oh, the that's art the, that's really the good. spiral and you start to want to do and more. And then yeah. it started becoming like three hours yeah. to get one strip done. And then I was just like, ah, I can't do this anymore. Like, you know, I don't have enough hours in a day. God, um, everything I do, that happens. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It's because, yeah, you want to improve on what you did before and you start to scale mm. up and it's just a fucking, yeah. Uh, <laughs> God, I don't know, man. I, um, I mean, it's a it's a combination of time management and um, delegation because I'm lucky enough to have people that I work with, like really good collaborators. Um, and so a lot of the stuff I do, I just we like you know Creative Block. We, me and V, will split some stuff. We have our amazing producer and our editor, and like this wouldn't happen without that. Um, my music stuff, we, I have a manager and a band partner and, a, and four other members. So it's like we, we all make it work. And uh, for any of my own personal little things, it's like when I, when I have time for them, um, it's, uh, yeah, it's just slotting in that time and like, but it, it's tough. And, and the thing is, is like I, when, whenever I talk to people whose jobs are just like, because like this is your job, right? Like this is your full time job is is just generating comics all the time. And like, I I it, it sounds good on paper. I'm sure everybody is like, wow, I would love to just draw all day, but that's not really how it works. Like, right? Because it's like you have to. It, there's a lot more pressure that comes with that than just like having a job and then doing stuff on the side for fun. Like you have to treat it as a job. And so when you say that you're working this many hours or whatever. It, yeah that, that it's that's like green. that's exhausting yeah i love it yeah i love <laughs> i love it here yeah comics <laughs> land i was gonna ask no but like, it's funny that you say that because like i like it's my dream to go into web comics it's funny i was talking to a friend of mine recently about this and he was telling me like comics people dream to go into animation right. and animation mm-hmm. people dream about going into comics do, do animation <laughs> people really dream about going into comics well, yeah, because the freedom, you know, yeah. like, I don't know, like a specific type. But like for me, like I, w- I, I do think about it a lot because I'm like, I would love to tell a story that is mine. Like, yeah. obviously, when you work on an animated show, you you do get to put a little bit of yourself in it. But at the end of the day, you're, uh, you're, a, craft, you're a, a, a crafts person. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's why it's really cool to like kind of like. I'm really excited to talk to you about all this because it's like I thought you you were hiring people to help you out because you have like a bunch of comics coming out. Like I thought, like uh, live w- with yourself was something that you kept writing and had people draw, um, or that you 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 you've done a couple like one offs, right? Where you you wrote and somebody else drew. Um, not not really. Like I I've done uh, there have been a few instances where I hired another artist to draw a blue chair. Um, mm. because I, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, just cause at, at the time I was having some time issues. Um, but recently, 
actually uh like prior to this uh, but i have a comic coming out that is a collaboration um between myself and uh and solar citrus um you know i wrote it she did the art uh and then mm. i added the text um yeah. Yeah. and uh it was uh it came out really well like her art is uh it it came, it came out amazing i do, i think i never want to draw again now uh, <laughs> i think nice. i just want to i just want to um like write and then have people that uh know how to draw better than i can uh draw it and then uh i and then publish it i guess i want to be a publisher <laughs> But that's something for that, real. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that that's the cycle that a lot of people go through. And like, I'm at that point. I I don't like to draw anymore. This show is probably the most I ever draw, and even that I barely do. And it's like uh, I drew I drew this uh, NFT. Um, <laughs> that's that's I, the most. Like it. That's the most art I'm gonna do all week. Uh, I also hold on. I like how V drew an NFT as like a cool hologram. And I just want to say, if that's what NFTs were, like, fucking sign me up, man. Because, like, at least then that looks sick as fuck and not just a JPEG. It should, be, it should eventually if, become if I, that. If I eventually just, it's gonna... If I could just have a hologram of, of like, uh, well, the apes look like shit. But if it was, like, a cool, like, 3D thing and I'm like, check it out. At least that's fucking rad, you know? Anyway. Yeah, um, you could have that anyway. <laughs> it doesn't have to be an NFT. Yeah, well, there's no That's holograms true. right now. Nothing good, at least. Yeah, you could have just like a little hologram, like home, home care, a hologram Alexa, like they have in Japan. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. See, you know? now we're talking. Yeah. Um, none of this stupid JPEG shit. Anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. Um, Fuck, I lost my train of Going thought. into writing full time yes. and like, yes. you know, and like, it's interesting that you say that because I've noticed a couple YouTube animators who start out by doing their own cartoons. And then because animation is, takes forever, yeah. they end up hiring a whole a whole crew and they start producing and they end up doing the writing. And I guess for animation, it makes kind of more sense because the workload is so crazy yeah. right off the bat. But for you, like you're at that point where you could potentially do that in terms of like, you could be writing and hiring other artists and then publish under your name while still crediting them. So they still get like the exposition and the money. Uh, but then I guess it's like, I don't know how, how much YouTube cartoons make. Not, so not that, like, a can't... lot not a yeah unless you're you know uh worthy i guess um oh, yeah, yeah it, it's it's tough but i uh, yeah i remember my thought i got distracted by nfts um i think that uh that's that's kind of what happens i think you know v and i've talked about it on the show before that it's like um eventually it's just hard to maintain and the older you get the more your bones are feeble and you can't draw anymore and like our 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 backs are all messed up and i think that like if you can collaborate if you can get a team working with you like even mangaka like you know they have assistants yes, like they do with the exception mm -hmm. of like ichiro oda who's a madman who draws everything in one piece himself and is in the hospital every week like uh that's totally fine Wait, he, he, he draws one piece entirely by himself not entirely I, but like yeah i don't think that's right because the backgrounds are crazy detailed. oh v, you should look it up it like he he doesn't do all of it like definitely but i i know that he does all the characters he does all the effects i think he does a good amount of the backgrounds and you can tell because 
a lot of manga when they have assistance there's like a difference between how the backgrounds look and the characters look and you can kind of feel it but one piece is mm -hmm. so weirdly cohesive that like unless he's gotten really good assistance a lot of it still feels like it's it's uh it's him i think his assistance just help with like i don't even know like detail like filling in the black the, he doesn't like... even do that like he doesn't do spot black ever so i don't know um but anyway yeah he's he is he does do way too much and he is in the hospital all the time um but uh yeah but you know, my, my point is is that like to to echo what v was saying it's like i don't think there's any problem with that and i think that that's great because i think your writing is so strong that yeah. you know why not like <laughs> ease ease up your workload a little bit and you'd still be able to generate stuff unless there's something else another concern you have about that uh yeah i'm just scared scared <laughs> of like the of people's reactions to it or no, no, no. I'm scared of like, because I, I, you know, like it's fundamentally, it's kind of like an investment where you don't really know if it's going to turn out like thinking as a publisher is so much different from like thinking as just like a comic artist, as an individual mm -hmm. comic artist. Um, and it, in a lot of ways, it sucks. Yeah. But like, <laughs> but like, I, uh, I, I do want to collaborate with others just mm. for the sake of it too you know yeah just because i think fun. it's fun and i really admire a lot of artists out there i think you have an audience that's so huge and like it definitely seems like a great avenue to, to take if i was in your position like I, yeah like the collaborating thing is great but i definitely could see the benefit in just like elevating artists that you know are, are trying to break out or whatever and like using kind of like sharing the platform a little bit. And then it also becomes, it's almost like, you know, on, on that level, it's almost like, um, like a music label, you know, where it's like, you're, you're, uh, yeah. helping, you're helping others reach their goals, but you know, you take a small percentage be, and it's like passive income as well. I'm going to be the, the death row records. You should be the death row records of, we of webtoon. Yeah. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm gonna find webcomic Snoop Dogg. You're the Doctor Dre. Wherever they are, webcomic <laughs> Doctor Dre. Wherever. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, that's me. And I'm gonna find webcomic Snoop Dogg wherever they may be. <laughs> I'm gonna get them. You'll find him. And then yeah, you get you find uh, Eminem, and then Eminem will find Fifty Cent. Um, then you perform at the Super Bowl. You'll draw comics in the Super Bowl, and it'll be like a cool nostalgia <laughs> thing. It'll, it'll be the worst. It'll be show. horrible. It'll it will be, be so boring. It'll be, there's not even like the cameras don't even like zoom in on what no, I'm doing. Like you can't not. even see. It's just me coming out of like the big Super Bowl entrance and yeah. kind of going like, sorry, 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 sorry guys, sorry. Uh, and then I come onto the stage in the middle and I just sit down in my little fold out chair. Yeah, on my wearing sweatpants. Table. Wearing wearing stained sweatpants, yeah, and I've got like a thermos that was supposed to be full of tea, but I forgot the tea. So it's just hot water. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like cheering though. Like that's the that's the funny yeah. part is everyone is just like, whoa! Like it's like everyone's fucking into it, and you're like, sorry, hold on, I'm almost done. Hold on, I just gotta, I gotta fill this. <laughs> 
and then, I, and then at the end, I like stand up and I hold up the comic I've made with both arms, and the camera still doesn't zoom in. Right, but, but like the crowd goes wild. Crowd loves it. And then Mary J. Blige comes out and like sings and dances. That's so funny. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's so fo- funny. How is she gonna follow that up though? I don't know. She's she's screwed. There's no way the crowd's gonna hate it. Um. Anyway, Super Bowl aside. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that's kind of an inevitability for anybody that does creative work is like to keep from dying young. Like, I think that you kind of have to figure out ways to like use the, the platform that you've built and the audience you've built and, and start helping others while trying to maintain, create, I guess, some kind of passive income so that you don't have to like burn out as hard and, and like, yeah, it, you know, there's a risk involved. Like there's it's a, there's a risk involved, but um it's uh that's something that I would love to do and something that we're kind of doing with with Creative Block. Like we were just talking about it earlier how we're like trying to give back in whatever way we can cuz it's like we 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 know a lot of people, you know, and and so we like we want to try to to highlight people's careers and give them a chance to like talk about their struggles and maybe that'll help others. And, and, um, that's our, our version of that. I, I kind of wonder Shen, what was your, um, when did you start, uh, focusing full-time on your comics career? Cause you were, you were, you've been doing comics ever since you were in middle school, pretty much basically, uh, kind of what was the timeline like for you, uh, between the moment when you f- felt like it started taking off in the moment when you felt comfortable pursuing it as a full-time career oh um it uh i graduated and i worked as like a web developer for a few years uh Mm. and throughout most of college um and for the few years that i was uh, working as a web developer i was sort of just building my audience um i was Mm with webtoon for most of that time too uh mm-hmm. and then eventually uh you know i felt like now is the moment and it was like the end of a year um oh, and nice. i was like you know what i'm gonna give them my two months notice because i like my co-workers there and i want to be nice yeah Mm-hmm. right um and i also felt like they made kind of a bad investment on me because generally like programmers don't become useful until after like three years or something like that Mm -hmm. right um so i was i was i made kind of an abomination at that company like i made a a web version of excel kind of for like manual data entry and oh oh man it was like my it was my masterpiece but it was so bad um i think uh i don't know if they still use it uh, god forbid but um uh right after i did that i was like all right i'm out i'm outie um and i gave i gave them my two months notice i went part-time for a little bit so i was working like three uh, or four days a week because i wanted to use up a lot of like the vacation time um that i had there uh i think in, in retrospect they have to pay you for vacation time so maybe i shouldn't have done that but whatever i did it um and uh, sick days it's the sick days you gotta use yeah. 
yeah yeah maybe it was the sick days i don't totally remember but then i so i get out uh and i quit and uh i'm uh, immediately like kind of scared um you know and and kind of nervous because like i it somehow like making comics somehow became harder when it Mm. was something i did all day because I, i found that like going to work and interacting with people and stuff was a huge source of like inspiration mm-hmm. um for mm-hmm. a lot of the comic stuff and now i'm just like okay well now i'm uh, i'm stuck you know in my room i literally talk to nobody like mm. nobody um all day uh and it's bad it's kind of a recipe for disaster really like mm-hmm. mental health wise um mm-hmm. uh it wasn't good uh so that was something i feel like i definitely could have been a little more prepared for uh you know in terms of like the challenges i would face uh my reasoning was basically like more time equal more comic equal (laughs) more money um and that's not really true at all from my experience um uh, really i would say i haven't even gotten on my feet from that until like very very recently and Mm. i still kind of struggle um so Mm. uh yeah it's it was a difficult decision uh i made it um i don't think i regret it maybe Mm. i do a little (laughs) bit um that company got like i heard they got a really bad manager after i left though so i guess i don't (laughs) that worked out oh my gosh do you ever feel like you would potentially take up a uh like a regular day job again to kind of like ease up on the social isolation or have you considered maybe like sharing a how do they call it like a studio or like a workshop like i know a lot of my friends in in france they they do that like even if they work in animation because a lot of them are freelancing they like rent a communal space and so you know I mean, still like six people at Cintiqs, but it's better, I guess, than like being all by yourself. <laughs> yeah, um, that's, yeah, they do that. I know that game developers do that. Um, yeah. I lived in LA for a little bit and like uh, there was, there were like little game development co-working spaces there that devs would go to and work with each other. That's not a half bad idea. I already kind of do that on Discord. Like, I'll, I'll hop in a Discord call with my friends, but I guess it's not a half bad idea to be around others on the regular, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's just an idea. It depends on, like, everyone's <laughs> like got their this own. This episode's become <laughs> us, like, pitching uh, business ventures yeah. for you. Like, what about this? Maybe try this. Yeah. We're just con- yeah. we're yeah. concerned for your well being. Do, do you guys do you guys have any tax consultation for me? Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I hate I hate taxes, but uh, I need. I'm trying to, to really optimize my write offs. Yeah, God, I'm still figuring that out myself. <laughs> welcome, welcome to Tax Cast, everybody. Tax Cast. <laughs> well, plus freelance. Like, if you're, I can't imagine if you're if you're uh, doing web comics full time. Like, it's you probably get hit so hard with uh, tax bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah dude yeah yeah but i don't i don't even want to talk about tax i hired a guy this yeah year. oh I as like, you I, should i give up I all give right up. let's let's move away from taxes because i don't want to talk about it either 
Yeah. Well, you, yeah, like talking about sort of artist spaces, like uh, Julie, uh, Julia Kay was telling us how like you and her used to like hang out and like do comics together. And um, that's, you know, that's like, it seems like a really good way to just like be around people and share ideas and, and, uh, and uh, you know, exchange that kind of, that energy. So I, I don't know. There's something to it. Yeah. I do. I miss that. I miss that kind of stuff. And, you know, funnily enough, it wasn't like in L.A. Well, I guess it was kind of in L.A. that uh, she and I uh, hung out. It was actually in Western Massachusetts mm -hmm. where we both happened to be at the time. Um, and so was uh, uh, Merkworks, uh, Dave. Yeah, Mercier. Dave. He mm -hmm. was around there, yeah. too. Um, and we, we would all hang out at this one uh, bar every once in a while and just sort of, I don't know, just talk shop. Um I kind I kind of miss what well do I miss Western Mass? Uh, let me put it this way: I do miss it, but I feel like what I miss is like being a student there. Right, it's a different mm. different vibe. Yeah, yeah, it's like the moment, not the place. Yeah, yeah. I feel, I feel that like way if I that. yeah, go ahead. If I went there now, people would like people would run me out because I am <laughs> above the age of twenty two. So, oh, yeah. so they would run me out with their pitchforks and they would be like, boomer. Get yeah. Him, get him. You're either a boomer or, or a zoomer now, right? Like there's no, there's no yeah. in between. Yeah. Um, babies are zoomers and uh, 30 year olds are boomers. I wonder like um, if you were to like give advice to anyone who wants to go into web comics, what would be the kind of advice that you would give them? Um, I mean, I, I get this question a lot. Uh, like, mm -hmm. people will send me emails and they'll send me mm. messages with a question kind of like that. Uh, but uh, the biggest piece of advice I would give is um, start it, right? Um, like, oh, yeah. web comics is something that, like, you can plan for a really long time. Like you can plan anything for a really long time, but I find that it's one of those endeavors that no matter how much you plan, you're not going to see everything that's going to happen. Um, like it's arguably going to be like a whole new world. Once you actually start posting stuff and see people reacting to it and interact with them, you know? Um, and then you'll immediately kind of gain more of an, an understanding. So um, start, is number one and number two and this is one that i'm borrowing from kate beaton who has like an excellent article about this very question mm -hmm. um keep a regular update schedule because mm -hmm. people love that yeah. people love it yeah. when uh they can just come back to your page or your twitter or whatever uh i guess it's a little bit different now what with social media but uh people love it when you're just posting things regularly um yeah, those are my two biggest pieces of advice. The the thing is, like, webcomics is one of those fields where there are so many different ways to succeed that, like, I don't feel comfortable giving, like, way specific advice, right? Like, I'm not going to say, like, make relatable comics because, <laughs> like, yeah. maybe you don't want to do that. Yeah, that's yeah. Just, that's just one of the ways that you can go, right? No, but that, I feel like that's so true, though, because like every single time that I tried making a comic and and uh, OK, that was crazy. I was updating on the daily like every day. But even uh, Alec Robbins did that with his um, um, Mrs. Boop. Mrs. 
yeah mr boop mr. yeah boop. and it's like he he started uploading uploading daily and with rutney i was uploading daily and i actually started gaining a bunch of followers just because of the daily updates it's just so hard to keep it up <laughs> it's just like after i don't know after i mean i guess that's when you need to like actually take a leap of faith and be like all right this is what i'm I'm gonna gonna take a year, upload every day, and see what happens. Um, but I don't know. Um, a, f a friend Dude. of mine, also actually, uh, Sarah Anderson, she made this series of comics called um, uh, Cryptid Club. For some reason, I wanted to call it Critter Club. No, it's called <laughs> Cryptid Club. Um, and she made all of that, like an entire year's worth run of those before she uploaded the very first one so like holy shit it's basically a machine that's just going now um the uh, of course the scary thing about uh, that is like well how do you know people are gonna like it like <laughs> like whoa yeah. what, if, what if people don't like it um but uh i think she she and for good reason she's like confident enough in her abilities that she was like yeah this is gonna be a banger uh and it is people <laughs> love it um so uh that's kind of an approach to it just make a bunch mm -hmm. of stuff in advance i guess i've never taken that approach but that's a thing you can do <laughs> you've always just got to create it for uh do 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 you have any backlog at all or zero you have like you're making things for the day uh, i have a backlog recently but it's mostly because i promised my patrons that i would give them stuff a day in advance so at least <laughs> So um, these days I'm like, I make something and then I want to post it. And I'm like, wait, got to give it to the patrons. Got to, got to throw them, got to throw them some food down the Patreon hole. Um, and, then I, and then I do that. And effectively I start having a backlog. Like effectively I have a couple of comics that I haven't published yet. So yeah. Um, did you ever have a backlog with uh, uh with stuff like rodney no i did not which puts a lot of pressure because it's like sometimes i would write something and i would be like this is so fucking funny i'm a genius and then the next trip i would be like i have no idea how to keep this going some of and it's still makes sense some of it you just have to get through it just to move on to the next thing yeah but i i was just kind of like i was like it has to be funny i think i got i don't know i got really burnt out at that moment when i was like i was like almost try i almost had this formula where it was like every page has to be funny and there's gotta be at least three jokes in one strip and it was kind of like almost like setup joke joke setup joke kind of thing and there was a moment i was like i just can't i just can't think of anything funny and like and then i had to wrap up the chapter so it's this kind of thing and then i was just like i cried a bunch and i was like i am a hack and then i was like i'm just burnt out yeah. <laughs> that's a very relatable experience <laughs> well so um, yeah i wanted to ask like um i mean you're uploading so much all the time and like you have such a natural sense of funny that yeah uh like where are you pulling that out of is it does it come pretty naturally or do you have to like workshop it or do you have like some kind of uh formula at this point that you just kind of like generate ideas from um it's usually like 
like you know you'll have kind of a funny premise right um yeah. but then you you gotta pickle it for a while you gotta oh, let yeah. it marinate that's a really good way um, to put that yeah yeah uh so it's like you know there's you can kind of like get a sense of hey there's something there um there's uh there's something in this little like idea or this little observation about life even that i have right uh but maybe it's not quite a comic yet right maybe it's just kind of like an amusing thought um and sometimes it stays that way for a while like sometimes it stays that way for like i've had stuff stay that way for like years um and then eventually something just kind of clicks and or maybe nothing even clicks and i just realized that the idea was like way better than i thought it was at the beginning right um just feel better about it yeah yeah exactly but it's always you know it's it's always kind of a a struggle um like there's always a lot of rewrites a lot of like laying in bed and then like hopping out of bed and being like oh i can i can change this line to be a little bit more efficient or a little bit funnier it's like stand-up that almost like that's how it sounds like stand-up the way that they'll you know it's like you you change one word about it and suddenly it that's the joke or like that you know now it works Um, but that's also the thing right is like i don't know shen if you kind of have that too but when i was trying to write rodney i was trying really hard for the text to not be too long i i didn't have like a number a set number of words but i was like i don't want the speech bubble to have more than like i don't know 10 words so and because you know there's also not that much real estate on a page yeah so i'm like i'm like this has to be funny but this panel is tiny and i can literally just fit probably only two words and i'm like but and it's gotta be funny and it's like how how it's not possible and then yeah i don't know then sometimes you cry and sometimes you have a friend that you can talk to them for 10 hours and then you're like i figured it out i don't know <laughs> comics is like oh sorry what were you saying no i was just saying it just clicks yeah comics is like yeah like eventually but like comics is like such a compressed format um Mm -hmm. i think there's hardly a more compressed format it's probably honestly closer to stand-up than it is to something like animation because with animation Mm -hmm. you've got quite a bit more breathing room like often individual jokes uh will Mm -hmm. you know they'll be fit in where they fit best and stuff but like the overall the episode has like a, a story arc right. uh and there's a bit of room to work with but with comics especially if you're going like really short form like four panel or something like that um you have to be just incredibly efficient um i think i've found a lot of short hands um for like stuff that i want to do like hey this perspective works really well um one of my favorites is i'm gonna draw the one that's one of my favorites and i think you'll immediately recognize it because of how often i use it oh oh yeah 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 this is like one character and this is another yeah but but it's like it works you know there's certain things that just work yeah and i mean when you look at garfield like the same two things yeah 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 and it works it still works like it's still like the most popular comic like sunday like dailies 
uh, funny Sunday. Funny. That's funny because yeah, I do. That that is definitely a thing I see in your comics a lot. But I don't. I don't think. I think it works. Like I think that it's a very strong comedic dynamic, and so. Yes. Um. It it is, but to some degree, I feel like some of these things have become a crutch for me, right. and so I'm like, uh, I'm really trying to mix it up, mm-hmm. especially with some of the stuff that I'm doing for uh, Blue Chair right now. Mm-hmm. Um, like in blue chair recently and uh you know if if you're listening to this and you haven't caught up on blue chair go check it out because there's stuff's popping off over there um but i basically dropped shen from the comic and i'm just making a comic about these three like video game dungeon bosses that decide that the only way to stop heroes from rising is to beat the big bad themselves um and that has given me some like a lot of sort of freedom that's like shaken me up enough um with Mm. like the new character designs the new like narrative styles and stuff um that i can now experiment uh with my art too with just the visuals um so i'm doing like kind of some fresh perspectives and stuff like that um and i think that type of stuff is important because even if something works really well, um, you still want, you don't want that to be the only thing you can do. Right. Like you you don't necessarily want to be Garfield. I I mean, I kind of, I kind of do for the memes, but like not, not, (laughs) it wouldn't be fulfilling for me, I guess. Right. Do do you know when one of the strips that you do will become a meme or is it, does it always kind of, yeah yeah that's always kind of take you by surprise uh no i know you just know <laughs> you can feel <laughs> it i'm like yeah yeah this this is the one you know i kind of like put my hand over it and it glows a little bit yes yeah yes. <laughs> yes that's fascinating because i mean i feel to me that that's so hard to predict but if you've been doing it long enough you probably just can smell it even the bicycle even the bicycle you know yeah that was okay. a weird one that yeah, that, yeah. the reaction of that was no, bizarre the, the, the bicycle i was just extremely depressed yeah and that was so and stupid the, like i don't understand that that just went in a direction that like i don't I, to this crazy. day i don't understand yeah yeah i, I mean i i understand it but i don't even want to get into like the forces behind all that um it's it was a weird it was a weird it really like it really riled up something in people <laughs> yeah it's interesting it's you never know man the internet's so, like we were saying uh before we were recording that it's like the internet's a bad place <laughs> it's just <laughs> bad not not just bad i mean i know you love to say that gene but i, I think do. the internet can also be good no we can't because we're on the internet so yeah we're good we're good um, um we're the, we're the good part. Good. he's on the internet that's two things so. we, we had two things that's right that's it it's the only uh, two things everything else is bad <laughs> um what kind of uh what kind of web comics from uh earlier in the internet before everything was bad that uh that you really liked <laughs> that inspired you and kind of got you on this path uh well i did i did really like homestuck Sure. Um, I've mentioned it. Uh, I think a lot of people, whether they care to admit it or not, come from the Homestuck oh, yeah. clan of oh, webcomics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I uh, was very into this webcomic called Womp um, by Ronnie Filia. That was probably the single comic that like 
um, that I read it uh, and I was like, nothing, nothing had hit in terms of web comics for me like that before. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like the funniest thing I, I've ever read. Um, and uh, the next day after I binged it, I decided to start posting comics on Tumblr. Oh. Um, so that, that was kind of like the, my like origin story for this type of stuff. Uh, I love that comic. Um, he also did, he's currently doing, um, a comic on tapas called, uh, from earth with peace, I believe. Um, that one is fantastic. Um, it's like a sci-fi comic, uh, about, you know, spacefaring future humans, except it's got a funny twist. Um, it's got a wacky twist, <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, I don't know. Besides, besides that, um, I think I, I read a lot of the, the big ones that many people did. Harka Vagrant, um, XKCD, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Cyanide and Happiness, mm-hmm. uh, all, all of those. Um, yeah, uh, those are probably my, my biggest uh, inspirations overall. Yeah, problem sleuth, really cool. uh, which is also I, a homestuck. Sure, well, yeah, but it's got a different vibe. Okay, it's th- that one, it's not as narrative driven, so I can, uh, I can see the influence. Uh, I was gonna ask you since like you kind of, I remember you more as like a comedy, like more having a, um, more comedy driven comics, and later now you're kind of skewing toward horror and i really like that you tweeted that comedy and horror are very similar in the sense that it's all about like building anticipation and then kind of driving this like wacky twist that will either like generate uh an emotion of like surprise laughter or fear i uh obviously i kind of made it not funny you tweeted that under a funny form (laughs) um yeah i i I think i i think i just said that like my feeling is the same when i'm making both of those which is just like (laughs) i'm gonna get him i'm gonna get him with this one um and uh a friend of mine actually linked to like a tiktok video that explained it way more specifically and eloquently um and yeah, it is. It's the same. It's like uh, both are surprise formats. They're, they're surprise genres of, of content of like, I don't know, art. That's really cool. And like, is there like a re- like, are you doing are you kind of like doing a little bit more horror nowadays? Because it's a good way to, to touch something else, do something a little bit different. Um, and because you mentioned Stephen King and like, is would you do a longer form type oh i am like a terrible long form writer um like i don't think i've ever even the long form stuff that i've done i've pretty much i think planned an episode at a time Mm. how how when you were making rodney how far ahead did you think oh gosh i feel like i it started as it literally started as like I don't know. I just wanted to draw something that I thought was a little uh un not uncanny but like 
not disturbing, but like that, that was like a little surprising. Yeah. Like I was looking for that feeling of like, what's something that's like a little weird. So I drew that first panel of Rodney. Cause I was like, that's a little weird. And that's, and then I was like, what something that he could say that's funny. I don't know. I just thought it was funny that, that he would be mad that someone parked in his spot because he doesn't drive cars Yeah, and he's just like, very like, no, this is, this is my spot. You can't be here. Um, and then I was just like, okay. And then I was like, oh, I want to know more about him. So I started drawing more comics about him because I just wanted to know who he was. And then I was like, oh, I, well, I need to have an arc. So I added the murder mystery, which I actually have the end of the story in my head. Uh, I wrote it all in my head in my mind palace, but I have not written it down. Because, you know, it's that thing where it's like, I you know gotta, where I want to take it. <laughs> you got to get that out of the mind palace. It can't stay in there for long, V. I've made I this know. mistake before. <laughs> With what? With what? <laughs> I don't remember. It's not. It, was, it never left the mind palace. <laughs> yeah, it's lost in the mind palace. I've been wandering in here ever since. It's like the back rooms. Like, I know I can, the thing is, like, I know I can pick it up again, and I will, because I have it all written in my head, and I, I was kind of thinking about pacing, but honestly, I've been taking a lot of writing classes, I've been, that's what I've been, like, really focusing on, because I don't know if you get that feeling, but I get that feeling that sometimes, and it's, and it's, it, it's a lot of roadblocks for me, but I'm like, I don't want to put out something that I think is bad, and it sucks, because I'm like, <laughs> I want it to be really good. But then if you think about that too much, you don't put out anything. Yeah. So uh, that's a good place to bring up. Uh, what does uh, creative block look like for you and how do you deal with it? Um, oh man, it is difficult to deal with. Uh, usually I have like a reservoir of ideas uh, that I have in the background but the thing is, when I get into that, like, mode, all of those ideas suddenly start looking horrible. Like, like I kind of forget, like, why they were funny to begin with. Mm. Um, so to deal with it, uh, I, I don't know. It's, like, nothing has worked super consistently. But some things that have semi-worked in the past... Uh, we're just taking a few days to not think about comics at all, uh, which uh, I've done in the past. I usually like it's usually a very daily thing for me. So um, taking a few days to sort of like get out of that headspace and then getting back into it. I consider that kind of the equivalent of turning your computer on and off again. Um, another thing that has worked was uh, mixing it up in terms of um, like something that you normally do uh like a genre uh that you work in a method that you work in a line work or coloring style that you do um two ways that i did that recently was i made like some extremely colorful comics about a space witch um i don't think anybody really liked them uh well so, i mean some people i guess did uh and they took like hours and hours and hours um, but, uh, the thing is like after them, like I started, uh, getting back into a little bit like the horror and the comedy stuff. 
uh, and I just had to like do something a little different for a bit. Um, or like uh, I explored 3D recently, you know, I installed Blender and I was like, hey, I'm going to make like this next door comic in 3D. Um, and that also sort of like activates different parts of your brain. You're, you're like, oh, you know, um, you're, you're now thinking with a different part of your brain. And I, there's probably some electricity stuff going on in there that makes your brain good again. Yeah, that's that's pretty much how I guess I deal with it the best I can. Yeah, no, I've, that's great. Yeah. That that makes a lot of sense. It's I like the idea of like learning new new things or doing something like using a new medium i feel like that's something that we haven't really explored a whole lot in previous episodes and i think it's something that really like you said like it kind of sparks up like new neurological pathways or something and it's kind of it's kind of like that fun tingly feeling yeah i was gonna say it shakes up uh shakes up your brain there's there's something to i one time uh i think it was the the front man of foxy shazam uh said that like people asked him like how do you come up with songs and he's just like man i don't know he's like sometimes it's just like going to a part of the room you never go to and even that might be enough because it's just it it really it's like you said it's just like um shaking up those like brain synapses and it's like your if your brain has to work a little bit harder to like take in new information who knows like what what stuff might come from that so if a hobby or a new experience is like huge that's like brain good good old brain gatorade yeah and that's also very true about going to like a different part of the room i i go to different parts of my house a lot of the time and i find um interesting things in there such as doors such as doors (laughs) yeah i you know i go through them one at a time (laughs) one of these days it's gonna kill me but i'm still kicking baby yeah we should all fear doors at Jotaro6 asked, if you could have your webcomic animated by a professional animation company, what company would it be? Oh, it would absolutely be Trigger. Oh, I wow. don't, I don't, I don't know how or, or that would even work. I don't know how that would look, but like it, it has to be Trigger. It would look sick, that's for sure. I think it would because they've done like smaller projects yeah. like Space Patrol, Luluco, and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so they're fully capable of like animating like small, I guess, humor, humor stuff. I don't know. Probably not the doors. I, I feel like Trigger is not the right studio for the doors. The doors would maybe be like a like a twenty four is a publisher, isn't it? <laughs> so so that would be it would be wrong to say that. But it would be whatever whoever a twenty four hires to animate things, or maybe it wouldn't be animated at all. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Nobody says it has to be animated, I guess. What kind of projects do you have planned for the future? Is there anything that you want to try that you haven't had a chance to yet? Or I kind of want to try animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of my okay. friends are, uh, you know, animating their comics and they're going on like TikTok with them and stuff. Um, and that seems to be the way that many people are going right now. So I'm thinking like, Hey, maybe this is something I should try, uh, make, make a video. It's, it seems so time consuming, but I don't know. It might be fun. Might be good. Right. Yeah. Animation is like, it's funny. I have a couple of friends too, who have started like hiring people to kind of like animate, like animate a little bit and then voice over their comics for TikTok. I need to check how that's, 
I'm so bad with TikTok, you guys. I'm like, it's I'm like... it's exhausting, and it it keeps getting worse. It's like, I mean, there's lots of fun videos. It's just a lot. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, it doesn't do any favors for artists or animators. It's it's like really challenging to, because you have to feed feed the 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 algorithm constantly, and it's like, I mean, if y'all think comics is bad, like everything I've heard about people that try to artists, I should say that try to um get a following on TikTok. It's like, it's worse than daily. Like it's even daily is not enough. It, it's, it's pretty bad. That sucks. Oof. I think that there's definitely, yeah. And, and I, I was working on a project that I was, uh, hoping to put on there and I still will, but it just, it's like, unless, yeah, the, the stuff that does well is just like quick little videos of people doing dances and fucking <laughs> taking existing audio. Are you saying I have to dance? Yeah, you gotta dance, man. <laughs> you gotta do. You gotta take whatever funny audio is currently trending and like do a little a funny skit. You dance to it. Dance. Gotta uh, make a fool of yourself. But that's how you train for the Super Bowl. That is how you train for the Super Bowl. That's true. I train by the for the Super Bowl by not showering. I think in this case. That's good. That's good training. <laughs> yeah. I've already been doing it for days. Does it, does it... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm get, for, for for all listeners. I'm kidding. I'm not that gross. I'm marginally not that gross. Yeah, we haven't done a good job of making you <laughs> making you seem not uh, gross, but I know you're not. No, you're a great guy who's working really hard and puts out really great quality content and with lots of fun jokes you cracked the most amount of jokes that they've gone this podcast so far well, well thank you v. I, I appreciate that and thank you all for calling me not gross <laughs> no you're great is there anything you want to plug while you're on our show stuff i want to plug i i mean check out the the thing i'm doing on webtoon the the project that i don't really have a name for yet with the you know video game dungeon bosses trying to uh, take down the big bad and also check out some of my friends uh, such as the pigeon gazette and doodle for food and those can all be found on twitter and instagram and facebook and you know pretty much everywhere where you can find a person yeah uh that's i think that's all i can think of to plug at least that's great that sounds great yeah well that's the end of this creative block. Shen, thanks for being our guest and sharing your story. And thanks to your listeners. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Creative Block, Creative Without the Vowels, where we ask for drawing prompts and questions to ask our guests. Huge thanks to your editor, Clements, for editing the podcast and Malik for helping us produce the show. If you love our show, then support us on Patreon. Becoming a patron gets you early access to interviews as well as bonus episodes. Click the link in the description of this episode. I've been your host, Gene. And I was V. Keep being creative, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.